Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Random Convo Podcast. I'm sorry for some fumbles for not uh, posting any more content. I've been really busy at work, um, but this episode is going to be about uh, me and my friend Jesus, you know, the Houston native, just, you know, basically just catching up, um, talking about some current events, some stories, and uh, just life overall. And I just hope you guys enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, follow. Um, follow me on Instagram. It's a uh, random underscore convo, ran- underscore podcast, and you can find me on Spotify, iTunes, and pretty much every other major platform that hosts podcasts. Thank you, and hope you guys enjoy this episode. I haven't recorded a pod in a while, so all my shit was like disconnected and stuff. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, but I think we're good now. How, how are you, dude? I'm good, dude. How about you? How's uh, how's Houston this time of year? Hot, humid, and hot and humid. Yeah, that's the best way I could describe it. <laughs> you started working, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been working from home, but I started going back to the office just because I, I couldn't take it here anymore in my room. So I needed to get out. And they opened up the office for anybody who wants to go in. So I, I went back. And uh, it's just me by myself, though. So it's kind of like home alone. I'm just <laughs> by myself. You're just blasting, yeah, blasting music, eating pizza, drinking beers. Nice, nice. Yeah. What about you? How's our? Uh, we're still we're still doing our uh, our what is it called? Our manning, keeping it at seventy percent at the moment. But we've been doing this uh, this training that's like uh, it's a feel it's it's a feel good badge. Let's just say that. I'm gonna leave it at that. But everybody's doing it, so fuck social distancing. It just went out the window. Um I felt it feels like it went out the window for everybody. Yeah. Bars here are like starting to get packed and I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Even though like cases are still like on the rise. Like I have apparently like I have family like in um I forgot where what state that like an aunt of mine, a tia and her husband and all her kids all like got the coronavirus. Oh shit. Yeah. And this is after the the what is it called? The states were allowed to lift bans on uh, you know just um businesses or whatever that yeah. they got. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Arizona, I saw Arizona had a huge spike. We have huge spikes here in Houston too and all over like all over Texas. Uh, which is insane, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they. I know some places started to close back again, and I really hope that business owners and bar owners, restaurant owners, take it serious because I know some restaurants they'll still have their place open, but you know, you never know. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it sucks because you know some people take it seriously, some don't, and you know some are not going to follow the, the. What is it? Hygienic. Yeah. You know, and they're just like, oh, who cares? We're it's not even real, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. I went to a bar in Austin this weekend. I was in Austin, and I I, I went during the day because I I like to go when it's not packed. So I went during the day and I got my beers and we were on the on the side uh, outside chilling. And I was talking to one of the guys, and apparently one at the bar we were at, they had um one of the guys tested positive for COVID and he got everyone, like all the staff, all the bartenders, door guys, everybody got COVID. And so what the bar did is they put everyone on like two, three weeks of uh, leave. Mm-hmm. 
and they hired a whole new staff closed for two days to desanitize and train their new crew and they opened it back up and they're running again and i'm like wow that's crazy but at least you know at least they cleaned the place i guess <laughs> they they just need to keep the employees clean yeah but is it enough though you know what i mean like i don't know man it's it's the u.s is in a bit of a pickle right now with everything going on so yeah how's a has a protest or um have they affected your your you know your job or anything like um I mean, my boss put out, like, a statement. Um, The owner of the agency where I work at, he put out, like, a statement. And to be honest, I didn't even read it. (laughs) But, 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 I mean, everyone's doing it. Every company, every brand is putting out a statement, which is great, which is great. But at the other hand, you know, don't just talk, you know, be about it. So. Uh, uh, hopefully more minority groups get hired in uh, higher positions and in leadership roles so that we can actually influence um, the business, the market. And, and we'll see, we'll see here in Houston, though, there has been a lot of protests. Uh, you know, George Floyd was from Houston and uh, they had a really big peaceful protest. I think it was like over 60 K people in downtown Um uh, I, I couldn't go. I was working, but I was watching it through Facebook Live. And uh, it looked pretty cool. Like, I mean, it, it's nice to see people coming together and organizing for a good cause. But, you know, it's 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 interesting because I still can't believe people don't <laughs> don't see it like this. Yeah. Um, which was tough. I remember, like, when we were in the military, I, I well, I don't know about you, but I had a really conservative mindset uh, just, just because – that was the Marine Corps way, I think. Um, but now, you know, now, you know, I, I educated myself, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? Yeah, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah, dude, it sucks, but it's, it's uh, it was a, it's one of those things that it's it's been brewing in this country for hundreds of years, and yeah, I mean, you grow, you know, you grow up going like you go to school, you, you're you're in class and your history classes, and you think, oh, this should happen like 45, 50 years ago, segregation, you know, the civil rights movement, and then you you get in 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 the workforce, and you're like, holy shit, like, yeah, people are fucking racist. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I ever encountered uh, racism in the Marine Corps. Did you? Um, not at three one. Like, obviously, you and I both know we had a really diverse um, group of Marines there. Right. And my last unit, yeah, like, I I mean, people are going to be like, oh, well, that's not you, man. Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. I, I, I did see it, and I was like, fuck that shit, dude. You, well, you know, it's crazy because I, I also, I didn't see it at 3-1 a lot. Or so, which was interesting because 3-1, um, 3-1 was mostly white. Mm-hmm. It was mostly white, and and I didn't never notice that until I left. Until so, three um, one is is obviously an infantry unit, and it was populated with I think the the biggest race was was white people, and then the minorities were black, like most of the black. Like you wouldn't see that many black people there, yeah. uh, and you'll you'll see a few Hispanics and a few Pacific Islanders, whatever. But then you go to the other side of base for the non-deployable units where I was at my last year at uh, First Supply Battalion. And it was, you know, there was a lot of African-Americans there. And I was really 
confused. I was like, you know, why is why is this job filled with, you know, why why is it why is there more African Americans here than than in the infantry units? But I, you know, I never noticed that until I got there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, like pogs are usually going to be filled by, or I'm sorry, the pogue MLSs are going to be pretty much everybody. You know. Um. That's usually where I saw the most like diversity. Yeah. That's now really, on the really. side, it's like I've noticed in the army, it's half and half. It's I mean, it's it's all it's all you know. You do have your smaller populations of you know this minority or that or this ethnicity. I'm sorry, not minority. Um, right. um but it's for the most part, it's really more. Di- it's way more diverse than in the Marine Corps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know what the fuck is up with the Marine. I mean, I. But to be fair, like a lot, a lot of those infantrymen, you know, they were all from like small towns, grew up hunting, and <laughs> yeah. had that killer mentality, I guess. Uh, but some of them were nice, you know. They're, they're, you know, um, I remember this one guy. I forgot where he was from. I think he was from like West Virginia or something. And he used to get mad at me because I used to, whenever like you would leave back to LA and Bur- uh, Berengo would leave to Orange County, I would stay by myself. And I had these big ass speakers, and I'll just blast nothing but banda corridos, and I'll just buy, you know, beer, and and he'll he'll just come and and he'll be like, yo, like you know, hey, this this kind of jams, this is kind of cool, uh, or you know, or, or there would be other guys, uh, other white guys, I would be like, yo, dude, turn that shit off, but like they would never be offensive about it. You know? like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, just observations, observations. Yeah. Right now that you like talk about that, do you remember your friend Billy, the the Navajo guy? That you... Yeah, Billy. <laughs> that you took him over to my family's house and they thought he was Mexican too, and they're just like talking to him in Spanish. And he was like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is uh, in boot camp, so, so I I met Billy in MOS school, I think, or yeah, MOS school. Was it MOS? It was MOS school, but uh. So I grew up in Houston, mostly Hispanic uh, neighborhood. Um, and when I went to the Marine Corps, obviously a culture shock. And I remember being in like my platoon and I remember seeing this guy named Barcinas. And and I looked at him and I'm like, oh, dude, this is this is a bice right here. Like, that's my homie. I'm going to kick it with him. And I remember I went up to him and I'm like, hey, you know, I tell him in Spanish, hey, can the way uh, I'm that his way. And he was all like, uh, what? And he started speaking with an accent. He was Pacific uh, Pacific Islander, and I never met Pacific Islanders until boot camp. And I'm like, wow, you guys look exactly like Hispanics and and uh, Filipinos too. <laughs> really interesting. And and Billy too. He was Native American, but <laughs> yeah, she was funny. Oh shit! No, but it's a uh... what is it called? I talked to uh, Aaliyah and Olivia about. Um... Oh, you know, what's been going on or everything or whatever? Those like a uh, this thing on uh, Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah. I showed it to them, and you know, um, ever since they were little, like I would always preach to the girls. Like, well, I mean, granted, they are little, but when they were old enough to understand, you know, just what the fuck, basic stuff. I was telling them like, hey, you know, like our ancestors, um, they built you know these great structures from you know stones. They done this. They invented the number zero, or they came up with the number zero. You know, basically about like you know the culture of, of Mexico that are, you know our people have been here in the Americas for thousands of years, and like I always tell them like don't let nobody else tell you otherwise. You know, or like this is our land. 
right and uh you know so so they're um it's like whenever they see anything like indigenous you know in relation to an indigenous culture they're like oh dad look that that thing is like our ancestors and i'm like oh shit like you guys do remember so yeah so um how do you know oh yeah so back to the sesame street stuff so we showed them that and they were just like um my oldest were like do you know why people are doing that and then we told her why and she goes so basically people get mad at other people because they look different because of the color of your skin we're like yeah she goes well if somebody does that to me you know like i'm gonna tell them that's not nice i'm like nah you're gonna fucking punch him in the face. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, she was like, "No, but that's mean." I was like, "Nah, fuck that." <laughs> and my middle child, um, because she's old enough to understand now, she was like, "Yeah, you have to punch him in the face, just like Dad always says, you know." Because I, I don't fuck around with this shit. Like, I fucking hate racism. I, I hate racists. Like, fuck that. Like, um, what was it? Maybe a month ago, like last month, not even a month ago, last month, or maybe even early in the month, um. Me and you know Amy had gone to the to Dollar Tree because she had to get some stuff, and what is it called? We had we were, we're the, the girls were waiting in line and the girls were um, had taken Amy's attention away from like you know what was around her, and like there was this old man that walks up to them because I had I had gone look somewhere else so I was away from them but I was like not too far away, but I, cause I was still within earshot and um he's like. What do you say? He's like, oh, are you in line? And Amy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're in line. But, you know, obviously with the social distancing, we were, like, keeping our distance. He's like, well, you're not you're not in the fucking line, are you? You're not in that fucking line. But she said it, like, under his breath. And Amy didn't, like, pay no mind to it because she was, like, paying attention to the girls. Dude, like, I walked out of the aisle so fast. And I was like, I was like, hey, motherfucker. He was, like, this old mother. He, he might have been, like, in his 60s, late 60s, early 70s. I was like, hey, motherfucker. Don't you ever fucking talk to her like that? Like, dude, I was so fucking... I was ready to fucking grab a mug and, like, bash it on this motherfucker's head. I was like... Damn. I was so heated, man. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, they're in that fucking line, you idiot. Don't you ever... Haven't you ever heard of fucking social distancing? And he just looked at me like... Shock. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. And he, like, walked over to, like, the next next, uh, line or whatever. And he would not look our way at all. And he just, like, walked out of there. I was like, oh, hell no, motherfucker, like... That's it's crazy. one thing to like, say something, and it's another thing to say something to like a family. You know what I mean? Like, and I know what his intentions were. You, you know, I'm a good. I could read, I could read a person really good. And I was like, had it been somebody else, he wouldn't have said shit. Yeah, definitely. But but nah, man. Like fuck that. It's it's insane. It's insane. I mean, like I said, like I like. When we're, you know, when we're in the Marine Corps, we didn't really worry about stuff like that. But like now that I'm, I'm you know, out in the in, in the civilian world. I noticed it a lot more. The last time I dealt with something racist was last year. Uh, I was I was living in Austin, and I went to a I went to a football game to tailgate, and it, it was uh, I I we were, I think I was waiting for Wendy's was doing like this promotion. They had like a little Wendy's truck, and they were giving free meals, and they were they were filming a commercial for DoorDash. And it was uh, it was an African American guy. He was the main actor, and I, dude, I don't even remember the commercial. But there's this white guy right behind me, and he and uh, and and I forgot what he said. I think he says like, "Oh, so this is what America likes now, huh?" And I, and I and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like I just I was overhearing it, and he's all like, "Ah, everything's getting ruined." And I'm like, "What? 
what the hell is he talking about? And you know, I, I wanted to give him the benefit of him. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm sure he's not talking about this black guy and yeah. his kid. But uh, he started talking to me, and he's like, "You see this man?" He's like, "Where are you from?" So, just a little side side note. Um, in Texas, for some reason, I don't know why, but it's really popular in Texas. Uh, when you go to school at a university, you get your your class ring. And it's a, it's like a gold ring and it has like all these logos of your university. And so when you wear these rings, you know, it shows uh, that you're educated, right? That's why I bought it. Uh, because people actually do treat you here different in Texas if you have that ring. Like as soon as, like so many white people come up to me like, oh, did you go to A&M or did you go to UT? Or you know, I'm like, no, I went to Texas State. And and I don't know if that fucking ring makes me approachable to white people. Dude. I I don't know. Like maybe they think that I'm educated and I'm one of them. I don't fucking know, dude. But like I I I would wear it a lot and all, like I wear it because I'm proud of my degree. Like I, I'm proud that I that I did win a college in my four years, and so I wear that ring happy. Like like I'm happy to wear that ring. Of course, you should. But I I noticed, and especially when I was working ballet, that because I used to work ballet in downtown Austin, uh, parking cars. Uh, this fancy ass restaurant um, it's called Bob Steakhouse if you guys ever want to spend $60 on a steak <laughs> but dude people there like when I wouldn't wear it like people like the people there they'll just like just be really smug to me but when they will see the ring they'll be like oh this guy you know he's still in college or just graduated college he's trying to make a few bucks and they'll tip me more like they're really understanding but anyway so this I was wearing my ring that day and the guy saw my ring and he's like oh so you, you you uh went to UT because I was at at, the, at UT for the game and I'm like no 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 I went to Texas State down the road and he's like oh okay like can you believe this stuff I'm like this is what America likes now and I'm like yeah, yeah it's crazy huh I I didn't know what the hell he was talking about I was like yeah I guess I didn't I didn't want to talk to the old man anyways I grab my burger he grabs his burger and we start chatting it up he was telling me I I don't remember what he was talking to me about. And then uh, he's like, oh, he asked me, he's like, uh, what's your name? And uh, he had a big Southern accent. What's your name, son? And I'm like, oh, Jesus. He's like, oh, Jesus, well, you, 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 need, to stay, you need to stay away from the sun, man. You're getting a little too dark. He, uh, he said something like, You're, you don't, don't want to be that kind or, or something like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Did it, what? And I just, I was like, you got it, whatever. And then I just walked away because I was like trying to process that shit. And I'm like, what? Like, what did he just tell me, man? Yeah. And and I was talking to him, uh, this, this girl I was dating at the time, and she's like, yeah, that's some fucking racist shit. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that, and see, that's the thing. Like, obviously, fucking, uh, what is it called? People are people just can't accept it. Can't accept it, you know? And I know, like, you know, the DODs put out a directive about, like, you know, what to say and what not to say for, you know, service members and whatnot. That's cool, you know, which nobody's been, that I know of. I mean, actually, yeah, people have been breaking that shit. But the thing is that motherfuckers are just so comfortable with that ignorance. Like, oh, what do you mean there's the race? Racism is not alive. That, like, that happened hundreds of years ago. I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, they don't, yeah, they don't understand it. You, you don't understand. And, like, we had a talk about this on, uh, what was it, Thursday? We had like a safety standout type thing. And, you know, I was just like, yeah, like, and I said, I said, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, I don't give a fuck what rank they are. You know, I'm going to fucking call them out. I will not give a fuck, you know, because I don't like that shit, you know. I believe they get kicked out of the fucking whatever they do. It doesn't matter, like, their position. Like, get them fucking out. Like, all, nice. these, people, like, all these people have been getting kicked out because they've been getting called out. 
and posting shit on fucking social media. That's good. Oh, no shit? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking about, like, the military. But, I mean, if it yeah. is, no, no, fuck them, is it? But I'm talking about, like, actually, yeah, I've seen, like, two or, th- or, two or three on TikTok, but I'm talking about, that's... like, um, I'm sorry I keep cutting you off. No, no, you're good, you're good. That's uh, that's awesome, by the way, though. Yeah, I've been seeing them. On, you haven't seen them on TikTok? It's, like, people, like, post rate, like, they'll comment or they'll, they'll put a, post up a screenshot of, like, somebody going on a racist fucking rant. And then they'll find out, like, where they work or people, like, will fucking tag their names or in place of work. And then, like, they'll email, like, the, you know, the corporate or whatever fucking uh, echelon of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like. Is, and, yeah, like, it, they'll be fired. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, that, that's good. You know, like. Yeah, I have seen I've seen people lose their jobs for all that, especially those Karens that, that call the oh, cops. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Fuck that. Oh, my God. No. Uh, so the, the biggest thing that shocked me was. uh that the Marine Corps banned the Confederate flag. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, that's really impressive because, you know, there's well, one, there's a lot of guys in the Marine Corps with that Confederate flag tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, I don't know if you remember this. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if you remember this. I, I vaguely remember, but I remember, uh, I think it was before deployment or maybe it would have been right after deployment. I don't remember that well but we we got pulled into this seminar because we were going through all these seminars title nine training hazing training all this and we went to the seminar for um you know be not offending anybody and the confederate flag was one of the topics and then the fucking marine corps tried to sell me sell us on this bullshit that you know this confederate this confederate flag doesn't necessarily mean it's racist you know to some people it might mean tradition and culture and all this shit and then i remember like there's a few black marines and they're like bitch like fuck no you know and so i was i was just wow and so for the marine corps to do that i I thought it was awesome because they at one point i remember just being read some fucking article by some corporal that you know trying to tell me that that you know that meant culture and tradition and pride yeah bullshit that's fucking which is it's ironic because there were traitors to the country (laughs) that's against the ucnj uh yeah i mean what i mean what an interesting time honestly like that's that's all i could say it's crazy but hey there, there needs to be change and there's change that's happening now so that's good. Um, it's sad that it hasn't come to this, but you know, it had to. Mm-hmm. But now on a on a on a you know, switching the topic to a more lighter subject, you know, just more positive. Uh, what's what's new with you? Um, nothing much, man. I've just been uh, working. I've been trying to get through these past few days, just because uh, you know. Honestly, like these past few days, you know, not trying to tie back to the subject, but, it, you know, social media has been really overwhelming and the COVID-19 people don't give a fuck. But I I, I just been kicking it, man. You know, uh, I haven't really done much, though. Oh, I, I will say this. I'm thinking about moving out of, and getting an apartment. I guess that's new. In the Houston area? Yeah, in the Houston area, uh, there's this fucking dog that just barks, and and I've had it with him. Wait, <laughs> or what? No, no, the the neighbor's dog, man, it just barks. So, um, I don't know, like my neighbor has like 
five or six dogs and they don't really take care of them. They just ha- okay. I mean, I mean, they feed them, but they just they just have them in the yard in the front yard and they're barking at anything that moves. Maybe you know, maybe they have kept us from some burglaries or something. But uh, for the most part, man, they just be barking like at three, four in the morning, just loud, and and I just hear everything. Um, that and it's not it's not a it's not fun bringing girls over when you still live with your parents at 28. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always feel like I'm 17 trying to sneak in girls. Like, hey, hey, just, just hey, be quiet. Hey, your, mom, your, your mom will get up. Jesus, que es eso? <laughs> you know, um, my mom hasn't, or maybe she knows. I don't know. Maybe she just pretends she's asleep. But, you know, my parents have been cool about it when i do i don't i don't bring girls every other weekend like it's it's like once in a quarter or once in a blue moon yeah <laughs> uh, i'm not a, i'm not a player or anything uh and i've only brought like two girls over so calm down oscar no i'm kidding <laughs> uh but no i mean uh yeah i mean i i don't know i think it's it's time for a change uh for scenery you know being in the marine corps i'm used to moving like every two three years so why not <laughs> Holy shit, man, that's funny though. Uh, th- I told you I was, I um, I'm supposed to go over there, right, in November. Yeah, to visit or to to, to the... where? Are you transferring bases or? Yeah. Oh, Colleen, right? Yep. Fort Hood. Yep. Dude, have you seen like? Have you heard the stories of that place? Yeah. Wait, wait. What are you talking about? Like the, the that place? Thing? Well, whenever, whenever I came to. Texas, they call they call Colleen Killer K because you know it's like full of gangs and all this shit over there. It's, it was supposedly really ghetto. I believe it. Yeah, well, well my my one of my friends, his um his parents live right there, so he's told me like stories or whatever. But he says you know just stay strapped. So you already know from that little. Well, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's. I mean that that area of Texas is nice, but right now there's a. Uh, some news from there some uh young pfc went missing yeah yeah uh vanessa guillen yeah and she's from houston so i i personally didn't know her but my cousins uh played soccer with her oh no shit and, and i was like wow that's cr-. my cousin because my cousin's stationed there too i haven't talked to her since march maybe i should ask her about that but apparently like, i don't know man i've been seeing a lot of conspiracy stuff on that shit like um apparently like th- that area is known for like sex trafficking and there's been like multiple soldiers missing. Like it's not the first one. Um, yeah. And I don't know, man, I, 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 I can't believe it. <laughs> How does the army not know? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, dude. Like, yeah, no, I, um, I've been, I've been hearing about that. And like, is it a big thing in the, is it a big thing in the army? Like do a lot of people in the army know. Um, I mean, yeah, like when it first came out, like people were like talking about it. Like I knew, like, but like you know, it wasn't as popular on social media. But even like a month or two ago, no, even before I went to California for training, people knew about it. Like, hey, did you hear about that? You know, that private that went missing, you know, in uh, in Fort Hood or whatever. You know, and people were talking about it, but and they're like, they're like, yeah, like it's fucked up that it's like it hasn't got national attention yet. You know, like and it's fucked up. You know that people go missing. Um, but I don't know, man. Like. The, the army is really big on people going AWOL. Yeah. So I'm not, not I, I'm in no means saying that she went AWOL, but I'm saying like, that's probably yeah. the, the route that they thought um, she took. 
but based on the stuff that her mom was saying, like, nah, dude, it's totally different than that. Like, so people knew about it too. Like, and I, and I have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people that were talking about it and they're like, yeah, bro, she didn't go anywhere. It's like, she, something happened to her. Like, and we're not dumb, you know, because I've known a lot of people that have gone AWOL and they're fucking idiots, you know? Um, yeah, I, I didn't know it was that popular in the, the army, but now that you mentioned it, that makes sense because I, I have met people that, that like, I'm like, man, dude, aren't you, aren't your leave days up? Like, you don't get that many. <laughs> oh, like, and, think you're in the military or something? Yeah, like, dudes are that in the army and they'll just, I had like, I, I met this one guy and he was in the army and, uh, I found out that he's like gone AWOL and I'm like, oh shit, this dude needs to fucking <laughs> go back. I, he needs to go back before he gets in trouble. And then uh, he told me he was going to go back. And I never heard from him. I think, I think he did went back and he went to the brig, I think for a little while. And then they gave him other than dishonorable. Yeah. It's, it's other than honorable. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you got to get away from me, man. <laughs> I'm not going to get in trouble. For, just cause, just cause I'm talking to you. Hey, nope. <laughs> No, yeah, that uh, it happens quite quite frequently over here. Um, but yeah, I mean that that story's been getting national attention. I saw uh, Salma Hayek; uh, she's she's behind it now. Um, Baby Bash. I don't know if you remember Baby Bash. He was a oh yeah, he was like the the sound of my my adolescence. Yeah. So yeah, so a lot of people are backing it up. So maybe we'll see what happens. I mean, hopefully they find her, dude. Like I would always yeah. have to hope, you know. Yeah, hopefully, man. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's up with Fort Hood. I like. I mean, ever since I grew up here in Texas, like you know, there's always stuff going down there. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think a few years ago, uh, I think I was in high school, but there was a there was a shooting there, a mass shooting. It was really big, the Fort Hood shootings. Well, yeah, there was one in uh like 2002, I think, or 2003. Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't know. I went up there and killed a lot of people. Mhm. That happened. But, but other than that, I mean, I have friends that are from there that their dads, you know, and their their folks were military. San Antonio is another big military town too, but it's more more Air Force and Navy. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, more Air Force and Navy. What the fuck? Was yeah, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it. Like, yeah. Like, because I'm trying to. Hopefully, you know, everything goes good. I get a house out there, you know. Oh, dude, you're gonna love Texas, man. Yeah. So, and I've always been wanting to go to Texas since forever. So, it's gonna be a good change of scenery. Um, you know, just progressment in my career, progression, and uh, you know, just. What rank are you now, Sergeant? Hey, E five. Okay, after like twenty years. That's good, man. Twenty years. You've been, you uh. Put in a lot of our armies on uh, squaring them away and shit. Yeah, but there's a lot of little bitches in the army. Mm. <laughs> a lot. Like you have no idea. Like I never met like so many little fucking. They just complain so much. All the privates. Like, <laughs> never ever in my life have I ever met like privates in the Marine Corps were fucking squared away. Like you know, they're they're on their shit. I. I... I like they were so motivated, and I used to hate it too. I'm like, bro, why are you so fucking motivated? Dude? And then over here, it's like, nope. Remember how like 
the people that will bitch the most will be like the the lance corporal that the lance corporals yeah <laughs> over here over here it starts at a private so. oh my god that's yeah. funny yeah. yeah lance corporals hated everything but it was funny because they still do like the shit that they're supposed to do they just bitch out like they're just like fuck that's literally what we're fucking privates do like from e1 to fucking e9 just complain 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 like shut the fuck up dude like they yeah and you could tell like because there's a lot of motherfuckers like that do you I, think huh? do you, you think it's a generational thing no it's not that i blame it on the fucking on their uh boot camp like they, they instill no discipline um and that's the biggest factor right there. You know, obviously everyone takes pride in being a Marine. Like, when, yeah. you know, like when does, when do you ever hear somebody taking pride of being a soldier, unless they're a fucking pogue that never did shit. <laughs> um, what is it? Well, I, I <laughs> it sucks. yeah, well, I, I asked that because, uh, when I was in, when I was pledging in my fraternity, uh, there was a, Four, four of us were like, <clears throat> obviously I was the oldest one. I was 23, 24 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, some of my fraternity brothers in their 20s, 21s. And then we had uh, the other half that were like 18. Um, and so our half, like we just, I mean, we never really complained. We just did our thing. Uh, but the other four, man, like they would try to create, you know, excuses for everything and you know, they'll just complain about everything. We'll be like, dude, just shut the fuck up and do it. <laughs> and I mean, exactly. And then, uh, as, as the semesters went by, we, we noticed that every class that came in, the new pledge class that came in, they would just whine more and complain more. Uh, and we're like, Oh, I wonder if this is a, a Gen Z thing or, or something, but they are that, you know, Gen Z is more vocal. I think, um, yeah, they, they're calling you out on everyone's bullshit. Like they're calling everyone out on everyone's bullshit, and, and they're they're not taking shit. So, yeah, good for them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get you. Nah, bro, but they're fucking like. You could tell, like, and a lot of these motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck what anybody says, because like everybody always talks shit about California. Like, oh, the liberals. Like, motherfucker. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I've never met a liberal in my life. Like, who the fuck are you talking about? Like, like I grew up. In the hood, like, <laughs> what the fuck nobody even gives a fuck about politics around from you know like like oh yeah california this guy like shut the fuck up all the motherfuckers that are the most they're the shittiest the shitbags they complain they complain the most little bitches they're all from the east coast they're all from the south like they're all little motherfucking bitches they all they all put a fucking <laughs> silver spoon in their mouth daddy and mommy always bought them everything and they're always complaining about everything like man fuck these motherfuckers dude like all they do is complain like literally and i always tell them i was like man times like this i wish i was still in the marine corps you know just because you guys always bitch you guys always moan you guys oh this this and that like oh dude i when you guys and they're always like i can't wait to get out man i can't wait I was like, yeah why so you could go fucking go back to mommy and daddy and go fucking um sit on the couch and leech off their money and then fucking you know go to a go to a, you know a clan meeting and they're just like what? <laughs> oops did i go too far the what? I said, did I go too far? No. No, no, you didn't. It's pretty funny. No, but it's true. I yeah, I I remember, I see the thing about Marine Corps. So I was reading this book. It's uh, I forgot what is it called. Where's it? I have it here. Anyways, it's called the. It's not the War of Art. Is it the War of Art or Art of War? Art of War by Sun Tzu. Okay, no, it's not that one. That one's a good book too. 
it's the opposite. It's the war of art. And pretty much it's like, uh, it's, it's pretty much how to like stop procrastinating. Like that's, that's pretty much the thing, uh, the premise of the book, you know, how to get over your procrastination and mm-hmm. split into three parts, really easy read, really fun. Um, but anyways, uh, there's one chapter there because the writer was a Marine and he says that one thing that Marines like to do was to embrace the suck. Like mm-hmm. they lo- Marines love being miserable. And I thought about it, I'm like, do we really? And then I think about like the times where we're in the field and we're like, oh, that shit fucking sucked. And 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 we would complain about it, but then you know, a few weeks later, time to go to the field, and we're like, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever. I guess we're going to the field again. But here we go, and we go to the field and we go in there and we we enjoy it. Like we we enjoy being miserable. We enjoy being in you know sucky situations. And then when you meet when you meet another marine, uh, it's funny because my my cousins. Um, my cousin's uh, uh, husband is uh, is a Marine. And and every time, you know, Marines get together, I think uh, Sergeant Vasquez said it, said it best as Marines like to compare dicks, you know, you know, oh, uh, I went at 29 Palms one year. He's like, oh, yeah, bitch. Well, I was stationed at 29 Palms. <laughs> and then somebody else would be like, oh, yeah, I was, I was there for five years. And I'm like, bro, it's not a competition. Like who was more miserable? Like who? <laughs> yeah. But, but that's what Marines like to do. They, they love being miserable. They like being a, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's funny though, because like the motherfuckers that I work with, like that's they, they'll do the same exact thing, right? They'll be like, "Oh, you know, I've been here so many times. I've been," there. and I always call them out. Like I always call them out. Like you know what? You're always complaining about oh the army this, the army that. I was like, you're just and I, and I call them out all the time. You could ask anybody that works with me. I was like, I always call them out. I'm like, you're a little bitch. I was like, because you're gonna be that motherfucker when you get out. Yeah, you say you hate the military <laughs> right now. You're gonna be that motherfucker with the army veteran fucking um sticker, a shirt, a hat, then, whatever. You're gonna be telling people like, oh yeah, I used to do this. You're gonna be one of those fucking uh Facebook lawyers fucking talking about <laughs> you know, I support the blue, you know, all this other bullshit. Like, but little do they know that you were the one that complained the most, always went on profile before a fucking field op. What does that mean? Huh? What does that mean? Go profile. on profile. Like, you know, when you, when you get a profile, when you get hurt or whatever. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And I always call them out. I was like, you're, you're a little like, it gets me, it gets me worked up. I'm just like, you guys are just little bitches. I was like, you guys talk shit now, but when you guys get out, you're going to be telling everybody, oh yeah, I trained this long. I did that. I was like, yeah, but you were being a little bitch about it the whole time. You would, <laughs> you would literally go to fucking the A station and go get a fucking profile. So you'd get out of it. Like. Get, oh my god! It just it just pisses me off, you know. And that's why I'm just like, all these people from like the East Coast, like, oh yeah, the West Coast, this that, like, bro, y'all are the most little like entitled motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. Wow, the yep. army. Yep. Who, uh, hey, talking about that, uh, I, I, I you just reminded me of something. So there's a new show on Netflix called Space Force. Have you seen it? I have not gone around to it, even though I've you the world. you got to watch it. It's funny. Uh, so it's it's written by uh, Steve Carell, which played who who played Michael Scott on The Office, and it's written by uh, Greg Daniels, mm-hmm. who who was a head writer for uh, or executive producer for The Office. So it's really funny, and uh, I don't know. You just got to watch it. But anyways, um, in the Every time all the generals for, for each branch go and meet each other, uh, they always just punk this shit out of the Coast Guard. 
And it's so funny because like the the Marines, uh, like the Marine guy, he's uh, I don't know who who the actor is, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. But I, I feel like it's the guy that does the voice for Joe from Family Guy. Hold on. Like let, that, me a, let me do a fact check because I'm on my computer right now. Check, check that real quick. But his voice is, is really like familiar. I think it's him. But he's a he's a Marine Corps commandant. What is uh what is his name in the show? Uh, let me see. Let me pop mine up. Uh, IDMB. That's like the number one fact check, dude. IDMB. Let me see. Space Force. Jane. Uh, Jane. Lin- oh, I forgot the names. But he plays uh the head Marine Marine Corps commandant. And he's always just like shedding, like every time the fucking uh, general uh, for the <laughs> the Coast Guard tries to talk, everybody's like, "Shut the fuck up!" No one fucking asked me. in front of the Secretary of Defense. Oh, Patrick Warbutton, is that him? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's so funny. Um, they're all pretty funny. And uh, I, I started watching that show, and and because they make these new this new branch, and so. It's funny seeing, you know, how that their branch works and because it's mixed because uh, which is really interesting. I wonder if this is how how the actual Space Force is going to work. But uh, it's like half military, but they're they're all like they pull them from like, you know, the Navy or the the Air Force and, and they pull them into this new branch. But the other half is scientists because you have to have scientists to fucking launch rockets in space. Um but it's a it's a really really fucking funny ass fucking show. I like it. I'm almost done. You should watch it. Yeah, I've uh, I've said I was gonna get around to it. I haven't even done so. I've just been pushing it off. Um, what was I gonna say? So my last episode, I uh, I talked to one of the, my, one of my one of my friends about you know just experiences we have with the paranormal and like this whole day today. I was just, like, looking at, like, YouTube videos about, like, paranormal shit. And it reminded me of that time where um, we were talking one time. We had just gotten 3-1. And you had told me that, yeah, bro, I was uh, I was on, what was it, Camp Guard, I think it was? Camp Guard and Camp Johnson, yeah. And you had a phone. You had a phone. You had a picture in your phone that you, that you took down this hall on, like, this old abandoned building. And yep. there was, like, a face that, like, popped out. Do you remember that picture? Yeah, it was uh, it was a scary night, but I, I I do remember that picture. I don't know what happened to it. I lost in my old phones, but it was a really creepy picture because I I if I remember correctly, um, we all went in there and we all started taking pictures with our phones. And I think I think one of them was like, "Oh shoot!" One of the all right. So let me start all over. So we were in Camp Guard, and we were in Camp Johnson, North Carolina. And so Camp Johnson, North Carolina is known uh, famously in the Marine Corps because I think it was the... It was... It was it, uh, that's where all, all the black Marines... Black Marines would go and, and that was like their... Camp. It was called Montford their, originally. Right, right. So it was really, really, uh, you know, popular because of that. And so there's still parts of that base where it's closed off and they have old buildings um i don't know if they still do now but back then they still had like they had like a lot of old buildings uh on the other side of camp johnson where people weren't allowed to go in there and as camp johnson 
Marines, we we would have to, as camp guard, we would have to walk uh, the whole base because it's not that big of a base either. It's pretty small, probably like the size of Camp Horno, if I remember correctly. Uh, but we would have to walk all the grounds and make sure that no one's there. So because I, I guess to picture Camp Johnson, it's kind of like a college, um, like a college campus because you have all these dorms and this is the first time for a lot of Marines that meet female Marines and female Marines meet male Marines. And so a lot of them start hooking up, whatever. And so remember how they used to separate the girls and guys. Um, so, you know, whenever they'll do that, like Marines would sneak off into that side of camp Johnson to, you know, hook up, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we would have to patrol there to tell people, Hey, you know, you know, keep it in your pants or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and, and a lot of people would like to go there because, you know, people would just go there and skate and they'll just chill. And one of my homies is like, no, bro. We would hear stories like every time a new camp, uh, camp Johnson guard class drops, um, they would go through the whole, uh, introduction and everything. And we would tell them like, oh yeah, stay away from this area. It's haunted. And they'll be like, what? Like, yeah, yeah, you'll have to go at night and check it out, but it's on it, whatever. So we would pass the word. And uh, one night I remember uh, one night my friends were patrolling there and they came back and they're like, dude, fuck that place. Like, I swear to God, I heard something. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, like he just went, he just witnessed some shit. And so we all get up from our racks and we're like, oh, shit, let's go check it out. And so we all put on our, our Gore-Tex, all this shit. And we all head in there. And at first, I thought it was a prank. Or I, you know what? It, I think it it was a prank too, because that guy was horrible at acting. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went in there, and it was an old squad bay, and it just smelled bad. And you know, you could tell people hasn't been there in a while. And I remember, um, one of the guys was there, and. I don't even remember their names, but one of the, one of the Marines was there and he was trying to scare us. Uh, and we're like, Oh shit. One of the, one of the other Marines in camp car was like, Oh, what the fuck? And, and, and I couldn't see that far. Cause I didn't want to go. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to go all the way in. I was, I was fucking scared. <laughs> I didn't, I did not want to go in all the way into the squad bay. I was like, Oh, I'll just wait for y'all here. And me and like two other three Marines were like waiting by the squad bay just to, to keep watch but like the other marines were there but we could see them because it's a squad bait yeah and and one of the guys is by the rack and trying to spook the other one and then everyone just starts running but we all start taking pictures because you know somebody said oh shit so we start everyone takes pictures and then we run out like all of us run out and, and it was probably like 10 of us when we're outside and they're like what the fuck did you see that and everybody's like no what, what? and then we're all comparing pictures and and one of the guys had it like one and you could see like where the the homie ran and then right behind him there was like a little fucking little ghost figure and i was like oh shit dude we were fucking scared dude and we just we went back and we dead dude yeah i I remember you showed me that picture like yeah we were talking about like because i think that happened okay so one night right we were in the barracks it was me you bearing out and uh you were taking a shower and we're, we're we're like we're like, oh, all right, like when you go into the shower, you know, turn off the light. You're like, all right, so you turn off the light. And then, like, I think I was, uh, before I called Amy, I was, like, talking to Berengali. We're just bullshitting, right? 
and then like you were in there you know only the light from the fucking uh, bottom of the door you could see and uh, we're just bullshitting and I remember you had, I don't know if it was your PC or if it was mine or Baron Gals, but one of us, we had our PC on that fucking, um, on top of the TV. Right? Right. And it was centered perfectly on top of the cable box. And like, we just heard something fall. And me and Baron Gal were like, what the fuck was that? And so we used the light on our phones and we're just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, we're, we're looking everywhere. We didn't know what it was. And then we see the PC on the floor and we're just like, what the fuck? Like, there was no earthquake. Like there was like for that to fall. I mean that, that the fucking, um, the cable box had to have fallen, but that wasn't mm-hmm. the case. Like there was no shift. Like the, the cable box was like perfectly like flat on the fucking top of the TV. So we're just like, what the fuck, bro? And we're like freaking out. And I think like when you got out of the shower, we told you and you were just like, you got, I think, I think you got out of the shower and you were like singing or whatever. And you were just like, for real? Like, Oh, yeah, cause I, I, cause you guys would fuck with me a lot, so I thought y'all were probably. I, I, if I remember correctly, I, th- I thought y'all were fucking with me, but y'all were like, no, like, bro, like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that, that shit happened. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, we were tripping. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of the, you know, a lot of those places, like, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, these bases are old as shit. You yeah. know, yeah, those dorms are are old as shit, but. Yeah, I was. You know, that's funny. I just actually met a marine not too long ago. This Saturday, this past Saturday, I met a marine from uh, an air mechanic, I think, or something. But he was in, he was in River, New River. No, Cherry Point, New River, North Carolina. Yeah, he was there, and I'm like, dude, that fucking sucks. (laughs) I would not like to get stationed at Camp Johnson or anywhere in Lejeune. Yeah. Yeah, nah, bro. Fucking crazy. That shit, fucking um. Yeah, that was trippy. I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like, I remember I was tripping. Barry, I was tripping. He's like, "Well, fuck." Yeah, Barry, go. But yeah, no, I've been uh. So I was, I was just watching like scary shit, dude. And tell me why, like, I started watching like when I woke up at, like at eight this morning, like I started watching shit, and then I was FaceTiming Amy as I was watching stuff, and then like I hung up on her because like I was really tired, so I took a nap, bro. And it was like a trippy ass dream, bro. Like, I was like, "What the fuck? Did I did I dream of this?" Because I was watching something like you know, scary. Like, I don't know. So like the whole day I was just watching like creepy shit. And I was just remembering like, like that story. And then uh, I go on TikTok right before when when I texted you earlier, and I started seeing a lot of these uh these things on TikTok called rando knots or some shit like that. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No, uh, <laughs> I might have. I might have. I, I I think I skip them. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, apparently about like this app that you download and it sends you like these coordinates to um, random spots like that have like high energy levels or whatever and like people have been finding like all kinds of weird shit like um, like just random like how do you say like like weird stuff like the one that I saw was like this I guess there's different uh, categories of what you want to like find randomly so the one that I saw right before I called you was um, about what happened. This chick and her friend went out to the middle of the desert and it led them to a dog. And the dog was literally out in the middle of the fucking desert. So they drove a while with the dog and then they found like the nearest RV and apparently that, that's who it belonged to. And it was just, it's all kinds of shit, dude. Like, it's, it's weird. Like, 
Oh. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know you were on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on TikTok, too. <laughs> oh, shit, what's your thing? Uh, let me see. Oh, if, if you exit out of the app, it's going to close the thing. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I got... My uh, TikTok is at jaleman07. You see some of my fucking funny TikToks. Well, they're not that funny. I got, like, a few likes. I just posted one. Let me see. Oh, fuck, wait, this doesn't work. Yeah, so I, I just like watching like random shit. It is fun. I, I so I I downloaded it. I I got it. What October, November last year? Maybe September. Uh, for work. At first, for work. <laughs> uh, because back then we were trying to figure out how to monetize on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and so. I had, you know, I was doing some research on it. I'm like, okay, I I was trying, I was trying to figure out um, TikTok's algorithm because um, it's just weird how it gives you videos, like the way it just gives you your content is it's, it's like no other app before. Um, And so the first night I got it, I just was on it for like two hours, just laughing. (laughs) I I like uh, Paisa TikTok. (laughs) That's the funniest shit ever. Yeah, we'll have like the Mexican people, like just fucking, or just... yeah, all the all the cuz, all the cuz. <laughs> Which I mean, it, you know, it's really popular here in Houston. I mean, the tlaquaches and all that was was you know. Remember, remember my truck? I was all dropped with yeah, twenty. You, you were like, <laughs> like, you were at tlaquache before you even knew what tlaquache was. Well, I mean, it was already like because because that that name and and. Um, Stuff has always been here in Houston, but because of the power of the internet now, everyone knows it. I'm like, oh, that's funny as shit. <laughs> because I remember, I do when I drove my my GMC um, back in California. I mean, it wasn't it was nice, but it wasn't all that. But like, what caught a lot of people's eyes was that it was dropped. Yeah, like th- this thing was low, and um, dude, I used to get like I remember going through San Isidro. Was it San Isidro? Like the border. Every time I went through there, bro, they'll be like, "Sir, can you uh, bring your car to the side?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, yes, sir." And like, where are you going? Uh, where are you going? And I'm like, I-, "I live here. I'm, I'm stationed here." <laughs> and then they would always check the back of my truck, get the dogs to smell. I'm like, "Bro, like just because it's dropped and it has Texas license plates doesn't mean whatever." And then uh, when I would go to the bicycle clubs, they. Uh, when I would t- I would go to Rodeo on uh, not Moreno Valley. What was it? Rodeo. Yeah, Rodeo. I think that was in Hope. That's why I'm on the computer. I think it was in Pico uh, Rivera. Pico Rivera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. But I remember I would go there, and they uh, every time I went there, I would have to valet because there was like no park in there, so I would have to valet. And they always parked my my truck in the front. I don't know why. I, I don't know if it was because it was dropped and no one else had a drop truck around that time. Or if it was because of Texas license plates. I don't know. But they always parked my, my truck in the front by the club. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Those are crazy days. So right now that uh, we brought that up. So it closed back in 2014 because there was like people getting shot at. Like, was like yeah. Yeah. So apparently I look up an article that says uh, the Pico Rivera nightclub owner was arrested 
after federal officials says he laundered hundreds of thousands of dollars as part of a drug trafficking ring operating in the U.S. and Mexico. So whoa. And speaking about this shit, you, you ever heard of um? What's his, you know how Juaria Camacho is, right? Remember him? Yeah. El Karma, fucking Temetiste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his label, I mean, he he passed, but his label, what was it called? Del Via. What what is it? What is his fucking label name? His label basically got raided by the FBI, like the the owner. What is it called? Oh no shit. Dell Records. There we go. Dell Records. Yeah, so they have a lot of people too. Oh yeah, dude. They he, this motherfucker like he expanded on shit. So they raided his shit last month actually on the twenty second. Damn. Yeah, the FBI raided his like fucking. It was in, it's in like in. It was right there by Pico Rivera in the city called Bell Gardens. And like, mm. motherfucker had like a big ass warehouse. It had, I don't know if he ever like fucked with his shit, but like on YouTube, if you go on YouTube, he has like a, he did like a tour. This place has a fucking boxing gym, like a boxing, uh, I guess, stage. Um, he had, or a boxing ring, I'm sorry. He has a, like a home gym. He had a sauna. He had a barbershop in there. He had a, fucking, Damn. he had a salon in there, like, you know, a little venue. He had a fucking, um, what is it called? Little office for a podcast. He had a theater in there. It was two stories. Like he had a, a little store in there for like um what is it like a little gift store. Like it was big. So it turns out apparently this guy was uh the allegations are that he would launder money like Pico Rivera, like the uh, Rodel was, and like put the money, like I guess say that he was paying that money to Gerardo Ortiz. That's why you haven't heard of Gerardo Ortiz in a hot minute. Dude, I haven't heard him in a hot minute. Yep. Yep. So basically, he tried to like, basically, he was laundering money and then like sending it out, like, you know, as payments to other people. And he was saying that he had nothing to do with it, but it was that he was sending it like, Gerardo Tis was like, nah, they use my name for, you know, their, to launder their shit. So. Damn. That's, yeah. that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so it's uh yeah, it's it's a still an ongoing investigation or whatever, but it's it's crazy. Cause I was wondering, I was like, damn, this motherfucker fell off. Like I haven't heard about him at all. Like, shit, you know. But that's what damn. It was. Yeah, we need a. We well. Enjoyed Gerardo. Yeah, but he had, now that you mentioned that, I I'm now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't posted anything. But, uh, anything. Yeah, it's all those dudes from. Um, it's all that. It's all like newer cats from like that were born in the U.S. Yeah, that's all it is. Wasn't that? I think I think I saw somewhere that one of them was beefing with uh, Pedro Infante. I think or something yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, Nathaniel Cano. <laughs> oh, dude, his memes, bro. That shit is hilarious. When he's like, uh, he tries to do the grito, and then they compare it to him. Hold on. That's why we have the power. <laughs> he was uh, that's funny. he was compared to a seagull. That shit had me rolling. Grito, here we go. Oh fuck, where's the seagull? Here we go, guys. That's not him singing. Oh, that, that's him singing, but it's... yeah. Wait. Ah, <laughs> perdón. <laughs> You heard, you heard the meme? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> the little kid goes, Papa, pisate el perro. 
And then there's another one where it's like it, it cu- instantly cuts to a seagull and it's like, <laughs> yeah, but no, that's just funny because like when it first started, um, the whole drama was that I guess Pedro Aguilar or what's that name, right? Pepe Aguilar, whatever. He put out a, like a statement saying that like the music that's the the music that's you know popular now in Mexico is like all this like narco fucking trap bullshit, and uh, he doesn't think that's music. And then this retard thought he was talking about him specifically. So he thought that it would be a smart idea to go on social media and like just talk shit to him, calling him like a, a grandpa, you know, just bullshit. And the other guy, Pepe, made a big mistake. And, you know, he's saying like, I wasn't talking about you, speci- like, I wasn't talking about you specifically. Like, if you took that the wrong way, well, that's your problem. Like, I don't have a problem with nobody, but if you like, you have a problem with me, whatever, like, we could talk about it. And this motherfucker's always saying like, oh, yeah, like, I got all this money, you're an old head, this and that. And, like, the next day, this motherfucker comes out with an apology video. Because I'm pretty sure, like, he got threatened by the label saying, that, like, you don't know who this guy is. This guy is literally, like... He's a great, yeah, man. Like, his he's dad, the best like, one, one of the fucking founders, like... Well, not founders, but he's, like, an icon. In yeah. Like, Antonio Aguilar, like, who fucking doesn't know who Antonio Aguilar is? But, yeah, it was fucking funny. Like, he And that guy's he's cringy, bro, like... It's so cringy whenever he talks and he tries to be like, you know, like, nah, bro, just just stop. But mm-hmm. that's just fucking hilarious. That, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. What the fuck? But yeah, no, um, his, I think his music is garbage, honestly. He probably has like one good song, and that's probably the one with Bad Bunny. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot he's the one with, yeah. He has one with Bad Bunny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'll jam it. I'll jam it when when I'm drunk. I'll jam anything though, to be honest. When was the last time you drank? Like, I fucked up because I saw that you posted you were at the the river, weren't you? Yeah, uh, I went to the river. I didn't get too trash though, um, but I got really drunk Friday night. Uh, we were making these. Uh, so my friend, you know, she was moving back to. Uh, Mexicali, or, yeah, I think. So she, uh, she had a little shindig at her house, like ten of us, you know, following the CDC. Uh, <laughs> but she, she had, uh, she had like, she made this. Uh, she she chopped up a a sandia, mm-hmm. and she put it on the blender, and it got like really like you know nice and awa sandia. And then she had bought this Smirnoff bottle of tamarindo. And I'm like, hey, like, I bet if we mix that, that's just going to taste really good because it's tamarindo vodka with sandia. That sounds pretty good. And so we we dumped the whole bottle in there, bro. And, bro, that shit was good, dude. Like, I, I grabbed the cup and I wet it with uh, with uh, chamoy. And then we added, not tajin, but the other one. Oh, what is it? Lucas? No, it's I don't know if it's a Texas thing. I think it's called. Uh, let me see. I got my computer out here too. I'm typing in like a tahin, tahin types. Let's see. I forgot what it was called. Anyways, uh, it's like the, it's tahin's competitor. <laughs> That's the best way I could put it. Uh, and then we drank it, and it was really good, bro. It tasted like a like a candy way, 
And so we just kept drinking that shit. And next thing you know, we're all fucked up because we drank the whole bottle of vodka. And then we just kept drinking. And that's what we did. But before that, I think uh, last weekend, uh, my sister turned 15. And so, you know, she couldn't have a quinceanera because all the things are, that's happening uh, with the whole pandemic. But, you know, my mom was able to, you know, throw her a little shindig and, you know, let her invite some a few friends. And so she invited some friends and then my brother invited his friends and I invited my friends. So we had like a little uh, group of group of young people and uh, me and my brother's friends started drinking and we had a good time. I, I drank the whole bottle of uh, tequila, little uh, palomas, made some palomas. Mm. Which which kind of sucks though now because now I actually like drinking at home now. One because it's way cheaper, bro. Like it's super cheap. I because I've been to the bars already, wow. and I'm like, holy fuck! Like I I'm the first night I went when the bars open here, I went during the day, and me and my friend went there and we were just ordering drinks, taking shots. We were only there for like probably like an hour, an hour and a half. Fucking tap came out to like eighty. 90 bucks and i'm like what the fuck and i'm like oh shit i uh, forgot how much it costs to drink out in town and so um yeah that whole pandemic got me used to like just staying at home because the bottle's like probably like 30 bucks at the most oh yeah i don't know and you're set for the night but now like that's the thing about going to bars you want to have a good time you're gonna spend some some money and then if you meet someone buy their shots i don't know it gets it gets a little like a little pricey yeah, it's 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 pricey. It's, an it's pricey and an investment. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good way of putting it. Yeah, no. Uh, well, see, the last time I drank was what Saturday. Saturday, yeah. I just invited my my two friends over. And they brought their guitars and they're you know jamming out. Um, granted, they didn't really know any good songs or didn't any of those songs for that, to say the least. So it was kind of just like little bits and pieces of songs, and I was like, oh yeah, getting into it, and then I was like, oh, but I don't know the rest, and I'm like, God damn it um yeah so i had this this uh this uh what i think what was it 12 pack i think it was a 12 pack it's called like the mexican pack and it had a you know different kinds of beer but i tried this new dos equis it's called mexican pale ale and i hate ipas but that pale ale was actually really fucking good it was a citrus wheat or citrus hoppy whatever the fuck but it was really fucking good like i was like oh damn i could fuck with this and it was like 5.5 percent alcohol and I ended up getting like a little buzz or whatever. And then like we were on YouTube and we we're like, you know, just YouTubing songs. And then like this DJ came out, excuse me. And he had all these, uh, these mixes and he had this, or I'm sorry, playlist. And he had one that was, of what was it? It's a like 2000s reggaeton mix, dude. It's like all the fucking classics, like all the bangers, all the bangers bro. <laughs> like, and I was like, I was playing that shit. I'll send you the link. That shit was. You play, you put that that's on the party, it's, it's over. You're blacking out. That's funny that you said that because that's what we were listening to. And, and, and so, you know, my friends are a little younger than me. They're, they're like in their mid twenties, maybe early. They're like 23, 22. Uh, and I'm, I'm 28, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're playing bad bunny and, 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 uh, you know, all these new guys, Osuna and what the fuck is other guys named Jay Balvin. I mean, they're pretty good. I like them. But then I'm like, wait, 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 we gotta, we gotta take it back old school to like some Winston Yandel, Nicky Jam, and and they were like, oh, I never heard this song, and I'm like, bro, like, what the fuck? Yeah, what you don't, 
You don't listen to the classic yeah. It's like these are the founders. Yeah, I think Nikki Jam has like a a Netflix special, I think. Let me see. He's been he's been out for a while. Dude, for he... 20 years. Since like the late 90s, I want to say. Yeah, so he does have like a little like a little uh Netflix doco or drama, I don't know what it is. What is it? Drama or Oh yeah, it's a it's a biopic serious uh with nikki jam and daddy yankee so yeah so like like i always knew nikki jam and daddy yankee had beef but this little netflix uh special that they have uh goes into it and talks about like the beef and how they got back because now they're cool and uh it's pretty good a lot of my friends like it i i've only seen like bits of it i haven't seen like the whole thing but that's another netflix recommendation right there i gotta check that out probably after this Nikki Jam El Ganador and then Space Wars. And we're not sponsored by Netflix. So. Not, but we can. It's, <clears throat> it's not. It's <laughs> No, but yeah, no, I want to. I want I've been wanting to watch like stuff on Netflix and I was like on there like probably for like 10 minutes. What should I watch? And I was like, God damn it. And I just I just went on YouTube instead. Yeah, well, they took on my favorite show from there uh, about a week Did ago. They? Yeah, Mad Men. Oh, okay. Oh, so fucking fucking pissed. Because I had just started watching it, too. Like, I was, like, on season four, and there's, like, seven. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. And then uh, they took it out. And The Office is about to get I'm taken about, out, too, which I, I'm, I'm about not, to buy fucking uh, collection, their series collection. Yeah, I heard those are worth it because they have, like, a lot of behind-the-scenes yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. Do you listen to Office, ladies? Is that, like, a podcast or something? Yeah, it's a podcast with uh, uh, Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam, and Angela Kinsey, who plays Angela. Really? Yeah, and so they go through each episode, and I really I, I like it because they go behind like the scenes. So they talk about like what it was like the day shooting. They talk about how like everyone ended up there. So they have like a lot of behind the the, the scene stuff, which which I like because I'm. A nerd like that but yeah it's a pretty good one they're on season two now or they started uh watching season three. Oh shit you should you should hear it though it's really it's really good um they have really good conversations about the office and like but they're they're going in order they're 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 going in order uh from episode to episode so it's really it's really fun how like the character how you know different storylines develop for characters and how uh certain people got to end up on the show and, and um, you know, what it was like to film, you know, those scenes, because, you know, sometimes we forget because um, you know, now that we have Netflix, we binge watch shows and we, we forget what it was like when that show was on air. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even remember when that show was on air, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it was like mid 2000, like 2004 to 2013, 2012, yeah. I think something like that. So I mean it's a, it's a really good podcast. I like it. Um, there's another there's another one that I hear, and this one's more like these guys from Oregon uh, who have a podcast about the office. I think I told you this last time, uh, but they have a podcast called the Michael Scott Paper Company or the Michael Scott Paper Podcast. I don't know something like that, and uh, they 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 they're funny. They're really funny, and they really deep dive into an episode character development. Uh, theories of the office and all that shit. They're like pretty close to a hundred episodes now. I think that that one's really funny. 
some, so I, I love binge watching The Office, and sometimes when I'm at work, I like playing those because they bring up the episodes, and <laughs> it just it cracks me up. No, I like watching The Office whenever I'm whenever I'm eating. Like I'll, especially now that like Amy's in LA right now, like I'll just sit on the the, the table, and you know dining room, and I'll just fucking watch an Office episode. You know, restarted for like the thousandth time. Yeah. <laughs> is there any other show that you watch like um, that? Um, what is it? Parks and Rec. I love Parks and Rec. Okay. Yeah. But, Parks. But and Rec. like similar to that, like no, just just Parks and Rec and that. Um, let's see, and that's pretty much it, honestly. Like, you know which show I like? Uh, similar style as Parks and Rec and and well, the Parks and Rec and the Office have the same creators. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Modern Family, dude. That show isn't that the one with Sofia Vergara? Yeah, that one's really I heard good. About that. I heard that's a good show. Yeah, because it's filmed in that same style of uh, mockumentary. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that one uh, it was it was really emotional for the season finale because, um, I mean, the kids on that show like I've watched them grow because I got into it in 2011, 2012. I, I remember we were on deployment, and you remember how in deployment everyone was passing hard drives and like sharing shows and shit. One of the episodes that I started watching on there was modern family and they were on two seasons or one season. And ever since then, and when we came, when I came back, I started watching it uh, or I kept watching it because one, I loved the it's filmed in LA. So I was living in, you know, California around that time. So I like the scenery and some of those places where they go film, like I would go there whenever I'd go visit you or something. Yeah. And uh, I really like that. Yeah. And but it's it's so funny like those kids grow grew up and and now they're fucking adults. And... Isn't it, um what's her name? Some like chubby Latina girl in there. Her brother. <laughs> <laughs> what? Her brother oh. is on it, not the not the chubby Latina. The, which but they they have a strong resemblance. They're siblings. Yeah, she's like her name's Rainy something, right? Rainy, yeah, and, and uh, Rico's her brother, and Rico's on it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that. Like, they do have a strong resemblance. Though. I could, I could see why you thought that, but that's a good show. I'm about to pour myself some fucking cereal because I'm fucking hungry. Oh yeah, that's the way to do that. Cocoa Puffs. A little AS. What is it? ASMR or is... ASMR? Yeah. <laughs> Get some frosted flakes. No, um. Some... I'm, I'm looking forward to um, what the fuck? I'm looking forward to the Stranger Things fucking um, new season. Stranger Things, yeah. I, I, you know, honestly, I never got into it. What? Yeah. Are you serious? I'm serious. Dude, you're like missing out, bro. Like that's a good fucking um. It's a good show. Oh, that's the. I heard. I heard the soundtrack is really kick ass. Yeah, like it's like I love everything retro. Like I love eighties movies and like it's it's based in the eighties, bro. So like all the fucking thing. Um, and it's just it's cool, dude. Cause like I love that era. You know, my mom grew up in the eighties. You know, so right. Like, all those things, I'm just like, dude, this is like shit. My mom grew up in the 80s, you know, like, she probably watched that show. She probably was fucking rocking that fucking shirt, um, you know. But it's a, it's a good show. 
And then also another one. Fuck, what else am I looking at? Granted, um, it hasn't come out yet. Because the whole fuck, I don't even know why it takes them forever to uh, put up a season. But what is the show that like? Oh, Hentified. Were you the one that told me about that one? Hentified? Yeah. Weren't you? Oh, was that my boy Jerry? Probably Jerry. I don't. I don't yeah, bro. You need to watch it, bro. It's on. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called Hentified. It's a Netflix original. Um, excuse me. It's about this. Uh, oh, I've seen. I've seen previews for yeah. this. It's yeah. Good? Oh yeah, dude, it's really good. It's filmed in, in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's a really good show. It talks about fucking um, basically like gentrification and how it's destroying fucking uh communities. And all these fucking hipsters are moving in. Obviously, you which witness is, to gentrification in my neighborhood. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. I uh, when I um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that was a big problem because when I went there for the first time was a when I went to LA for the first time, and and I mean this is LA, LA. Like this wasn't uh, where was uh, where's Olvera from? <laughs> he would always say <laughs> he's not from that LA, and you're. Like, you're like no, that's not fucking LA, bitch. <laughs> He's always telling Remember me. That shit? <laughs> yeah, uh, but Johnny, El John. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that guy's funny. I miss him. But uh, so, uh, what was I saying? Oh yes. So when I went to LA, and maybe you could even say San Diego, but it was mostly LA it was in your neighborhood. I remember it was the first fucking time that I went to an actual neighborhood and you could see like everything. Like there was like Chinese neighbors, uh, white people down the street, black people on the other corner. And I'm like, I've never been to a neighborhood like that uh, because my neighborhood is all Hispanics. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny that I said that right now, because this morning my, na- my neighborhood like is going through gentrification right yeah. now uh, because they just built the, we just got a, 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 trail or um not a subway but a light rail uh through that runs through the neighborhood and whenever they built that rail like houses just doubled yeah doubled tripled and so now what a lot of a lot of people are doing a lot of people from the suburbs are buying property here and and you know they buy it destroy it and make something pretty cool and and it's been happening a lot in my neighborhood. And so this morning when I was driving up, like there was this white family down the street, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like you know, that took me by surprise. I'm like, well, because there's nothing but Hispanics here. Uh, but uh, yeah, I never seen that until I got to your neighborhood, and there was a bar down the street, and I never seen so much diversity. But now that you mentioned that it's that it was going through gentrification early too, like that was 2012. That's mm-hmm. like. Eight, eight, ten years mm-hmm. ago. That's crazy. I, I, I can't imagine uh, East LA. Like I'm pretty sure. Oh no! It's there. getting like it's already been gentrified. Like a lot of the important spots, like Mariachi Plaza. Like, yeah. Back in the day, because Mariachi Plaza is right behind uh, the hospital where I grew, where I was born at White Memorial, also off of Cesar Chavez. Yeah, yeah, I remember and, uh, that. Yeah, like, um, like a lot of these businesses were bought out, and now they're putting in like fucking 
art stores and fucking artisan fucking crafts, vegan fucking tacos. Like it's modern day col- um you know, colonialism. You know, it's like they're colonizing these fucking areas to make them like all like they're stealing the culture and they're they're profiting off of it like these vegan tacos are 100% organic, made by Juan and Lupe Reyes, like, you know, shit like that. Like, it's retarded. It's it's interesting because uh, in Houston, I don't see it that much. I see it, I'll see it in a few neighborhoods, but where I see it more uh, notorious is in Austin. Because in Austin, they're really, like, a lot of people from California are moving to Austin, and they're really, like, they're really gentrifying that fucking place. And, you know, I'm not from there, but, you know, some of those vegan places are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Some of them are. But here's the thing, like, the argument that I had with that, because because I'm I I I don't know. I don't I don't know where I fall on this one. Cause for one, I the only good thing that gentrification brings is that, you know, in my neighborhood, the, the value of my neighborhood's going up, which is cool. But, and I say it's cool because you know, the the people in my neighborhood are, are are racking up their money. You know, if they ever want to leave the hood, they rack up some money more, like triple what they made. So that's kind of good. But like, if you're not supporting your shops, like if you're not buying local, if you're not doing whatever you can to help those businesses in your neighborhood stay within the people, then then you can't be mad at gentrification because you know it's capitalism. But that's why, like, you know, if someone's going to talk about that, like, I hope you're you're buying shit and, you know, supporting yeah. stuff like that. Um, you know, you know what they're tapping into now here in Houston is the the ice cream trucks. Really? Like, not, yeah. So, like, you know, like those paleteros on, on ice cream, like the on bikes that sell ice yeah. cream. So now there's ice cream shops that have like little triciclos así and then they go into the like you could rent the the you know for like if you're having a party at the park you could rent one of those and the guy will come out on his bike and just give you free ice creams or you know he'll go on a cruise around the park and like shit like that i'm like damn that's fucking crazy like low-key i'm like damn why didn't i fucking monopolize that no (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it's funny you bring that up should have been me because excuse me there was um there is a family in our neighborhood that they've been selling fucking, um, you know, raspados, churros, chips, elotes for shit, as far as I can remember, you know, going back maybe 15 years, right? Right. And uh, when I left to, uh, to, to boot camp for the army, we had a party for the girls. And my mom hired the the elotera lady, right, to make right churros, raspados, elotes, and um, yeah, my mom hired her, and like a lot of a lot of her, like she invited coworkers, and a lot of her coworkers live in the neighborhood. Excuse me, and um, they're like, damn, why didn't I think of this? Like, I should have fucking you know hired the elotero in my neighborhood. Like, so this lady, like we told her, I was like, lady, like, so you know, like you know get business cards or just give people your number, you know, just so apparently like based off of that party, you know, she started getting so many customers and it's good, you know, cause you're putting, you know, you're putting the people out there and <clears throat> she's doing parties, bro. So like, um, and apparently like now more people are doing it. Like just like the tacos, the taco stand, people are, are, you know, 
started hiring taqueros to fucking go to their parties. Like, before it wasn't like that. No, it wasn't. And it's good. Like, that's... You, you got to find a way to, you know, put yourself out there and, and, and find that, that ingenuity, you know? But there's a lot of stuff like that that has been really popular. I don't know about over there in California, but right now, especially right now during COVID-19, what's really popular is we have michelada shops now. Mm, really? Yeah. So there's two types of michelada shops. There's one where you go in the drive-thru. What the fuck? So it's a drive-thru, like, like if you're going to McDonald's or, or I don't know, in and out I don't know. So you go in through the drive-thru, and then in the drive-thru – you pick your beer and you pick your michelada and and some places depending on like if it's in the county or outside the county some places like i know in this in, inside the county you can't uh pour the beer like you have to sell the beer separate from the cup so what they do is they they give you your your little fucking kawama of you know pacifico victoria whatever and 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 you buy that separately and then they give you a big old giant styrofoam cup and depending on what you want like i always get the one with shrimp on the side uh and they put the michelada mix in there. Everything's already mixed, like fresh cucumbers on the side. Like, I'll send you some pictures on the on the DMs so you can see what I'm talking about. And then and then you just pour your cup. Yatavazli. Or those those are really popular. But now you can buy them in jars. So now because you know uh, because of michelada places were closed because of COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Now like you would go in there and you buy your little jar like a like it's probably like the size of a pickle jar, not the big pickle jar, but like you know the regular yeah. pickle jar. Uh, and it's like a michelada mixer and you just go and you put it on your, your cup or whatever. And it's like 25 bucks. And so michelada places are fucking banging right now, dude. They're like these michelada little shops that pop up everywhere are like, um, I don't even know how to word it. It's like going to like a, like a respaldo place. You know how they have like little tables and they have like music banging. Like it's not like a full on restaurant, but it's not like a full on, uh, like it's just like a little stand, and you go there, buy your micheladas, and and you just sit and drink, and and sometimes there'll be like a little band playing, sometimes they'll have the speakers, and and that's that's thing right now here. Mm-hmm. I don't I, really interesting. I'm all about it though, cause I love I love micheladas, but yeah, no, no, I um I've seen stuff like that in LA like popping up, same exact thing like you said, but uh, not the drive through. They'll just like sell their mixes, <laughs> or they'll they'll post up at somebody's house. And they'll bring um ceviche. They'll ch- they'll top the the styrofoam cup with ceviche of your mm. and uh, delicious. You'll get a go cup. Like I, I had my compadres. <clears throat> I don't know if they specifically went to Oakland to um to get these. I doubt it because I, I know my compadre has family up there. But they stopped at one of these places that does that, and it was just like, um, like I I looked at the I clicked on his page, and yeah, dude, he was like. He had a big following. He would like he'll do events like, you know, you fucking um hire him. He'll be making micheladas. He'll bring a ceviche like, and it's popping. You know that business is popping, especially during the summertime. Oh, dude, I, and, and I mean like shit like that is convenient. So I I actually looked into hiring a, ta- a, a taquero for tailgate because bro, I do not want to grill. I don't want to do all that. And I mean, the taquero char- was charging us like six hundred dollars, and they'll come and set up with tents and it and everything badass. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a that's not a bad deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up cooking hot dogs though; <laughs> the budget was yeah. low. 
Uh, man, if you come here in the fall, dude, I'll I'll, I'll take you to one of these tailgates, man, because tailgating in Texas is another. Well, I'm gonna be there before Christmas. So. Oh, before okay. We'll, if this whole COVID nineteen settles down, bro, we we'll, we'll go to a game, dude. Because man, I'm telling you, tailgating here, bro, you'll love it, dude. Eating barbecue, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. Some some good Texas barbecue, some Tex Mex food. Uh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Yeah, brisket, brisket tacos in the morning. Mm. I'm a, I'm gonna leave Texas with a Texas accent. You know, howdy y'all. Hey. <laughs> I'll be there faster than a jackrabbit on a hot summer day in the middle of August. <laughs> I'll be saying those little sayings and shit. Oh man. Yeah. No, but, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's all the ingenuity, and it's like it's a mixture between. These uh, Latinos, like parents with that uh, business or whatever, and they have an idea and they just like tell their their kids like, hey, how do you think we should sell it? Like, oh, well, let's fucking do a little pop up shop, you know, let's do this. Well, yeah. And, and, and you have to be you have to be. Um, wait, is that is that the show or is that like what you're saying? No, I mean, the, the show leads into that because of gentrification. The property right. that they're renting out for their little restaurant, because it because they spike it up, right? Yeah, they like, spike up their rent and they're behind on. Right. So it's, it's there's. I'm sorry. Go but ahead. Like they're one of their grandkids, because there's like three grandkids, and one of them, he went to culinary school, and it's basically on him to save the the business by adding stuff that appeals to you know, these fucking hipsters like vegan stuff and like. Weird ass fucking name, so that's basically what the show's about. And that's what, that's what it ended on. It's it's getting really good. I, I suggest you literally you, like you should watch that, bro. Like you're be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, um, and, and and so like I mentioned, there's there's not there's places here in Houston that's going through that, and and I guess everywhere because I mean I heard it's going in New York, oh, yeah. a lot everywhere. of places, Dallas. Um, I know that. Uh, here in Houston, there's a street that just got like it's little by little, dude. It's just it, uh, it's uh, Shepherd and Durham, Durham for those Houstonians that know what I'm talking about. But dude, they, I remember when I was a little kid, even a few years back, you drive through those roads and uh, it used to be just like used auto shops or tire shops. And it's in a pretty well neighbor. It's a pretty well neighborhood. It's the Heights. And so what ended up happening, like all these places, their rent went up and people stopped buying cars there. Uh, and little by little, like one car dealer shop would disappear and another one would disappear. And then all these restaurants started popping up, dude. Some I like, like Snooze Eatery. Uh-huh. Do y'all have that over there? No. I think y'all have them in LA though. Let me see. Snooze. Snooze, bro. You got to try snooze, bro. Uh, I I can't tell, but there's one in Austin, so it's close to uh, it's close to um, Fort Hood. Anyways, all these restaurants started popping out, and they build an, a big ass. Uh, we have HEBs here, like it's like our I don't know, like our Albertsons or it's like a cult thing left. though. Yeah, it's but it's like a cool thing. Like people, like if you ask anybody from Texas about HEB, they're gonna, oh yeah, that's my HEB. But anyways, they they build one like a two story one, two story grocery shop. Why I don't I don't know. Um, and it's just like 
happen like that. Like, but then I see other places like my homies taco shop, like they're still succeeding. We, and it's funny cause it's like in the heart of the hood. And, and every time I go there, I see less Hispanics, but more white people. And I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. We're, we're going through gentrification and they, and they come to our hood and, there's this place there's another place called Taqueria Laredo and the ladies are mean there like they're not mean but like they're making tacos like like they're pumping like 10 tacos a minute and so yeah. when white when white people go there like they always like get flustered because the ladies like they they look at us and you have to talk to them in Spanish because uh, if you t- I mean you could try talking to them in English but you're, you're just going to struggle so a lot of the, the white people that go there already like they like they already practice their order at home because because they come in and they know it, and it's funny too because like they'll be like like if it's if like something like the chicharron tacos like mm-hmm. they're they're spicy, but you know that's Hispanics like that. But like whenever they want something like that, they'll be like, oh, it's a little hot, pica, and then they're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, so it's so funny, but. Yeah, a lot of these taco places, uh, tacos are a big thing here too, man. I mean, they're, I know they're a big thing everywhere, but no, dude, like the things that they do to tacos here, it'll blow your mind, dude. You'll be like, what? You cannot, and especially like these culinary tacos that are, like I remember I ate one, it was like Korean barbecue taco. Uh, some of them are good, some of them I, re- I really don't fuck with. But, but I mean, at the end of the day, a taco is a taco. You know, I... I would eat spaghetti tacos when when I was hungry and broke. <laughs> like that meme with the fucking um, the guy's like has a plate in front of him with spaghetti, and then uh, his mom's like in the background bitching, and she's just like, "Les lavo todos, like de comer, you know, les limpio." He goes, "Am I las tortillas?" And she goes, "Cuántas tortillas, pendejo, es spaghetti." <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I love that one. I don't know, bro. Like, shit like that. That's why I love you. Like, I mean, granted, that's way before TikTok, but like, um, I love watching Spanish TikToks. So they're just so fucking hilarious. Like, the, the authenticity of it. Like, you're just, just like, what? What did you say? Like, the the mama el culo fucking uh, bad bunny one. Yeah. He was like. And she goes, ¿Qué? Like, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> There's not. Yeah, these yeah these videos are really creative and, and really funny. Uh, I, I, I'm, dude, I get lost in TikTok for hours, dude. Oh, for dude. hours. Cool. Let me see. Hold on. 